0: Take this at least, this last advice, my son. Keep a stiff rein and move, but gently on. The horses of themselves will run too fast. Your art must be to moderate their haste. From the Roman poet Ovid. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Avinage Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank, opinion. And wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the almanac for January 6 to 13, 2012. We're coming up on the full wolf moon. And here are some natural and unnatural events for this quarter moon. Here we are, nearing the second week in January, and still no snow on the bare ground, at least here on the coast. We probably had more rain than snow in the two weeks since winter began. The fall and early winter were warmer than many could remember. In fact, it seemed unnatural. We had dandelions and delphiniums in bloom in early December, and others reported similar curiosities. But now the cold is beginning to set in, the kind of cold when chimney smoke goes straight up at daybreak and Rhododendron leaves curl and hang limp. And even the chickadees sound a mite chilly. Gee, gee, geez, it's cold. And where once the grass would caress the feet that trod upon it, now it crackles and scrapes. And where the ground once gave way and gently yielded underfoot, now it resists squeaking and crunching as icy tusks pushing up through the frozen soil are shattered and crushed with each step. And then suddenly it warms up again for a few days, giving the orchardist some sleepless nights worrying about winter damage. Very cold nights followed by warm sunny days can stress trees and split the bark from root to branch. And many other trees and shrubs can also be injured this way. And of course, fluctuating temperatures get the old-timers talking uneasily about A sick winter when diseases colds and flu flourish folk wisdom holds that it's better when winter gets cold and stays cold it's the back and forth from one extreme to another that is troublesome so here's a rank opinion this folk wisdom about the value of moderation dates back a long time the Buddha called it the middle way Confucius called it the doctrine of the mean, and the Greek philosophers called it the golden mean. Goldilocks called it not too hard, not too soft, but just right. We seem to be living in an age of extremes in the affairs of both heaven and earth, weather and politics. Someone might say, ah, but extreme times call for extreme measures to which the old philosopher will respond. To the contrary, extreme measures lead to extreme times. So let it be our endeavor in the new year to speak softly when others shout, to speak clearly when others babble or are silent, to be neither rich nor poor, neither haughty nor fawning, neither reckless nor timid, to wander off the path neither to the left nor to the right, but to keep steadily upon the middle way to happiness and peace. If Goldilocks can do it, how hard can it be? Here's a saltwater report. The main Department of Marine Resources put an abrupt end to scalloping on east and south Cobbs Cook Bay this past week. The 100 or so draggers on this little bay we're finding the scallops too few and too small. But they kept at it for two weeks anyway, tearing up kelp beds, churning up suffocating mud, and filling the air with diesel smoke. Not surprisingly, scallop counts are down all along the coast. If we can't moderate ourselves, sooner or later, Mother Nature will step in and do it for us. And finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you this week. The first from Thomas Paine. A thing moderately good is not as good as it ought to be. Moderation in temper is always a virtue, but moderation in principle is always a vice. And from Petronius, the Roman author and courtier of the Emperor Nero, Moderation in all things, including moderation. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.